Hello everyone, welcome back to the One Talk podcast. You're here with your host, Ryan McCarthy. And today we are joined by Natalie Patterson. Natalie is a 5D energetics business coach and also a multi six figure businesswoman. She helps people reclaim their soul gifts, access their mission, and make bank. And within today's episode, we touch on star seeds, uh, questioning your own beliefs, the universe, involving spirituality in business, hypnosis, and why we are on this earth, and also we discover what the fifth dimension is. So there's a lot of um, cool, interesting things within today's episode. But she's also the host of the Ascension Codes podcast as well. Now, I highly recommend checking out Natalie's work, and I'm sure you will want to after listening to today's episode. So much value. It was a fun, engaging listening as well. So I'm keen for you all to check it out. In other news, if you could please share this podcast around, and also if you could please leave this podcast a rating, whether it's Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts, it means so much just in terms of helping this podcast grow and reaching a larger audience. And also the One Talk merch is available. The link is in the bio to check out the merch. I'm also wearing it now if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, you can check it all out on the bio and please dive into all that, it's epic. But without further ado, let's welcome Natalie. Welcome, Natalie. How are you? I'm amazing. How are you, Ryan? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for coming on today. You're so welcome. I'm so grateful to be here. I've been, um, ever since we started following each other, I've been doing loads of deep dives on your socials and the work that you do. It's really cool to see the uniqueness behind the work that you do, you know, because business and that whole sense of the world that you're currently working in, it's cool to see the frequency and the energetic side and the spiritual side coming into play with business because I feel like it's very important and it can be a part of business that people forget is that personal side of it. Yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. There's yeah, there's a lot of business coaches out there that are running systems and strategies and yet there are not enough people actually doing the energetics of how to hold money, how to bring clients and, and the ease and flow that business actually gets to be. So yeah, thank you. What what made you point out that energetics needed to be involved in business, do you think? What was that moment for you? Mm, so I was a psychic medium before I started coaching. Yeah. And it made it really clear when I first started coaching how easy it was for me in comparison to other people doing things. And I looked at the peers that I started coaching with and I, you know, got a lot of clients really quickly and just by word of mouth, my name started to get bigger and bigger. And I had so many clients that I was working with so quickly and no, not many other people were. And I was thinking, how don't you guys, like, how aren't you guys getting clients? Like, this is the exact structure that our coach or our mentor has told us to do. Why isn't it working for you? And then I thought to myself, oh, I wonder if they're calling in their clients. I wonder if they're connecting to their spirit guides. I wonder if they're talking with spirit. And then I thought, ah, this is my normal it's maybe not everyone else's normal. And I thought maybe I could teach this. And it was in that moment that I channeled through a um, four-week spiritual container. And that's what I got really known for last year. And I was like, fuck, people are missing this in their business. Mm. And then, of course, people kept asking me, like, how are you doing so well? And I was like, well, babe, talk to spirit. Talk to the spirit guides. This is the piece of the puzzle that you're missing. And then, of course, by high demand, I decided that I'd be an energetics business coach. That's epic. That's babe. pretty <laughs> fucking cool. And it's pretty unique as well, you know? 
It's very unique as well. Like you said before, business, especially business coaches, it can just be one type of business, like scaling your business, et cetera. But there's this saying that I've seen, and you might relate to this. It says business problems are also personal problems. Do you believe that's true? Yeah, absolutely. And I always say this too, as your soul evolves, so do your problems, unless you've got a really good mentor or a coach there to support you when you scale, because that's a massive piece too. Yeah, because I found with myself, like the more work I did on myself, the more my business grew, but also the more everything around me grew in general. Like the more that I pushed myself, the more I tested myself, the more everything else got the benefits from that. Yeah, totally. And it's it's that like internal world, right? When we change what's going on in our internal world or the beliefs that we have around certain things, then of course, externally, other bits and pieces will come into our awareness that we weren't so aware of and it just kind of like starts to shift the paradigm you know exactly like you said and i also seen that you're into hypnosis as well but aligning that with the way that we talk our yep. own language is self-hypnosis as well we're constantly yeah. hypnotizing ourselves oh my god i literally was just on the phone to my parents and um my dad has a problem at the moment with his arm his arm's not working properly like literally can't move his arm properly mm. it's, a, it's a long story short they some doctors um, a nerve in his, in his arm. And I said to my dad, your mind is so powerful, dad. You can literally create your arm to move up and down. He's like, oh no. And I was like, seriously, dad, this is so, this is perfect. This is a perfect lesson in the universe for you quite literally to realize how powerful you are. And then I was thinking the whole time, like, fuck, I need to hypnotize my dad. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is the piece. Like hypnosis is so fucking powerful. Do you get hypnotized or have you been hypnotized? I've never been hypnotized myself, no, but it's something I would like to experience because I'm very much into like my own language is self-hypnosis, but I'd like to have it facilitated by someone else and have that experience. Yes. At the moment, I um, get hypnotized every second week just for anything in my life. Um, I have a guy that comes to my house and we work through problems. We work through me, my own limiting beliefs. Um, I really, really, really want him to hypnotize me to like be on a yacht like to have my own yacht that's like mm. the next big piece that I want <laughs> and um one. but yeah just just allowing yourself to create it in the ether or create it in the yeah create it in the spiritual space and then bringing it in like hypnosis is so incredibly powerful yeah could you actually talk to us a bit more about hypnosis and what it is and the benefits because I feel like hypnosis has a bad rep in the world and I'd like to hear from yourself and your own perspective like What's the really cool shit that comes from hypnosis? Fuck yeah. All right. Let's talk about the cool shit, guys. Okay. So for me, uh, May last year, I was extremely um, self-conscious of talking on stages, on talking, like I didn't even want to do a fucking live on Instagram. I was so fucking like self-conscious of it. And then today I ran a training with 178 people. Like there's, yeah, which is so cool. And look, not all of them were online. However, a lot were. And the big piece was I got hypnotized to be confident. So hypnosis can be utilized for anything. So basically the way hypnosis works is our unconscious mind runs 90 to 95% of our programs. Our conscious mind is only running 5 to 10% of our programs. So whatever we are undercurrently thinking or believing to be true is the way in which we live our life, right? Perception is projection. We are internally creating a story that we then project out into the world that then re- gets reflected or mirrored back to us. Yeah, basically when we 
when we use hypnosis, what we're doing is we're recreating the belief or we're actually going to the root cause of the issue and then we're reprogramming it. So essentially hypnosis is the best tool to reprogram yourself. So whatever you want to uh, achieve in life. So the guy that does my hypnosis, actually, he used to work with like top professional fighters and MMA um, fighters because he used to be able to go in and um, hypnotize them to win a fight or hypnotize them for strength or hypnotize them to grow their mindset. So it's actually a really powerful tool. And with utilizing hypnosis, you're literally like getting back sleep. It actually allows you to give, to, to, to receive energy. Um, and so it's not a, a hardcore process where you've got to write a whole heap of things and cry and scream and do all this hardcore trauma release work. It's literally like you close your eyes, you take a couple of big deep breaths and you allow the hypnosis practitioner to go into your mind and rewire your mind literally by language. It is fucking so cool. When I first uh, was taught this, I was like, fuck, when I one day have babies, like I so want to get hypnotized so I don't have to fucking feel the pain, right? Mm. And then I realized that there's like hypnobirth. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know this is a thing. I was like, this is amazing. I was like, these humans are amazing. And then Ryan, oh my God, I realized that people are actually utilizing this for surgery. So people that are actually allergic to anesthetic, they can utilize hypnosis to get their teeth pulled out or to have this guy had a hernia removed by literally being hypnotized and didn't have to go on an anesthetic. Like, wow. this is so fucking cool. And so, you know, for high level entrepreneurs that are really scaling their business or multimillionaires, like a lot of my friends that are very successful, all of them have a hypnosis practitioner. It's actually a thing. It's a I've, thing. Got, I've got two questions following that because that's some really cool information. Because the thing, the first thing that comes to mind is like, why isn't this knowledge mainstream? Oh, why that, is this not stuff that everyone knows we should course. be aware of? This is, I mean, this is the thing with the matrix, right? Do you, I'm assuming, come on now, you believe yeah. in the, the fact that there's like a 3D fucking grid matrix, right? We're yep. sold the story. Go to school, get a good job, go to university, have a white picket fence, have one holiday a year. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Yeah. Live in fear, live in hate, blah, right? So, you know the story, everyone listening, you know the fucking story of the matrix. So, the reason hypnosis isn't mainstream is because it's literally such a fucking powerful tool and it is utilized literally through language. And so funny, whilst COVID, I could actually see the hypnotic language that they were utilizing and literally programming the matrix. I was like, this is fucking wild. Mm. Um, and just the, yeah, just the power of what it could do. We can literally shape it could shape humanity. It could quite literally, if if we learned hypnosis whilst we were at high school, let's say, or if we started doing hypnosis with each other at high school, or um, if it was something like, you know, when I was at high school, for instance, I went and saw so many psychologists. I saw so many fucking counselors. You imagine if they hypnotized me to get out of anxiety when I was fucking 16. Hello. I wouldn't have had to go through 15 years of struggle and of yeah. course, the matrix doesn't want that, do they? The matrix wants you to struggle. The matrix wants you to feed on fear. The matrix want to keep you in a box. So if this was mainstream, Ryan, everyone would live their best fucking life. And isn't that what we actually want? So for those of us who have awoken to the fact that we want to be and live this incredible life of freedom and choice, 
it is us that are seeking, you know, the more holistic approach to lifestyle. And for me, uh, hypnosis makes the most sense. Like you said, I believe it's the breed um, mediocrity. So it's to serve the machinery of society rather than evolution. Oh my God. So well said. Snaps yeah. for you. <laughs> but it's so true because like I reflect back and like all the tools I have now and everything that I utilize to grow and overcome challenges, like within the moment, within seconds, I'm able to overcome anxiety and things like that. Yeah. But when I was in school and I was struggling, I didn't know any way to overcome these things. Yeah. And I felt like no one around me knew either. Yeah. And that, and that's it, right? Like your peers at school, like none of us are taught this stuff. And so that continues to evolve. Like all the kids at school are running around with so much anxiety and so much depression and they have no idea, they have no outlet. And then of course the outlets of uh, abuse or addictions or all these negative things. Yet if we were taught these fundamentals, you imagine, like you imagine if we had a spiritual school where people were able to learn about their chakras learn how to block, like, you know, we've got five layers of the etheric body. If one of the layers of the etheric body or the, the sorry, the aura is blocked, there's stuck emotion that we cannot then flow. Like mm. imagine if we were able to connect into how we truly feel without having trauma, like fuck man, we would live a completely different life. Yeah, especially getting to the root cause of it as well, because I feel like when we do go get support in mainstream, it's usually baseline stuff, but it feels very repetitive. And then years down the line, we feel like we're not making too many improvements, but enough to keep us in the cycle. But once yes. we get to the root of it deeply and we see changes happen, that's when the beauty happens. And especially when they can happen a lot quicker than what the world may think that it should take. Yeah, absolutely. Like last year, I, I helped 70 people get out of anxiety and depression. And Every single person that I was able to break through from these these harsh things, I would say to everyone, it's going to take eight sessions and we'll do the eight sessions over about three months. Guaranteed by the sixth session, they were like, Nat, I don't need you anymore. And yeah. like I've had people that had full on, like can't get out of bed depression, people that were having anxiety attacks, people that literally had no idea how to live their life. And with working with me for six weeks, I was able to completely shift their reality. And funnily enough, I woke up this morning to a beautiful message by this girl um, who I was coaching this time last year. And she said, I cannot thank you enough for literally changing my life. Like I owe you my life. And I think I did like seven sessions with her. Mm. And I'm like, fuck, she went to a psychologist off and on for like 10 fucking years. In the system for 10, 10 years, all I needed was seven hours of with her. Like, what the fuck? But of course, mainstream don't want you to know this. And this is what I believe to be true, Ryan, is that we are changing the direction of all of humanity. Like our fucking generation, like we're all doing the work so that maybe not our children, maybe our grandchildren won't have to deal with this because if we're all conscious parenting – um, actually, wait, I'm just assuming, do you have children? I don't have children. Okay. Me either. Yeah. But let's just say like, when we have children, like how much fucking more conscious are we going to be mm. than let's say all the other generations. And then you think about how conscious we are. If we teach our kids to be conscious. You imagine how fucking powerful they're going to be. No limiting beliefs. Like you want to be the next fucking Tony Robbins? Make it fucking happen. No worries. Like the sky's the limit, baby. You go, you go rock your life, you know? And 
then we see the next generation they when they become fucking adults like the 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 generations are going to be completely different that's why you know we're doing we're shifting the ancestral lineage right now it's just so fucking powerful it's such a cool reflection too like thinking about the ripple effect of the actions that we are all taking at the moment because i feel like in the world there's a massive spiritual awakening happening ever since i would say since it started 2020 i really started to feel this shift and to think of the people that are going to come after us and what we teach to them and the like you said, they're going to grow up with no limiting beliefs, not going to grow up with these daunting feelings and emotions and pressures and stress that life constantly gives the generation now and before us. And to see what that can manifest into is beautiful. Yes. That's why I feel like it's important for people like yourself and myself to keep doing the work that we do and keep having that message out there. Because like you said, you worked with 70 people with depression, anxiety, and helping them overcome that is a beautiful thing. Thank you. And yeah, you're right. Like, it's us. That's why I, I always refer to people as light leaders. Like we are here leading the light. You know, light means more money and more more energy, more connection. Light is us being able to receive messages. Like light is all of us. We're all light workers here to make the world a better place. And we're all leading humanity right now. And even if it's just a small thing, like, you know, the listeners here right now listening to this podcast, like you are literally in the work doing self-development because you care about the way you feel you care about whether you consciously know it or not you care about the next generations to come you're doing this so that you live a better life but also true for everyone to live a better life and it's fucking beautiful like it's like the highest form of self-love yes (laughs) yes and i wanted you talked about money there and i'd really like to touch on money as well because i feel like a big large sum of people have a very daunting feeling when the word money gets brought up. It's a very stressful mm-hmm. word. It's something that people are scared of. They don't want to talk about it. And I like once I realized that money is a frequency, it's an energy. Once you shift your energy around money, money starts coming to you in abundance. Do you yeah. believe that's similar with yourself and what you've seen? Oh, absolutely. I actually teach a lot of money belief work because of the amount of money I've been able to receive this year. Um, I will hit seven figures this year alone in the next fuck year, in the next couple of months, which is really, really exciting. Um, especially true, I've been someone who's never had a lot of money. Like this time last year, I was literally had a $500 car and could hardly survive to fucking eat. So for me to completely shift the paradigm of being able to now make money and make wealth has been fucking super cool. Um so for me, yeah, money is, money also means resources, right? For me, when I make more money, I know that, you know, I've also just started a podcast and that's cost me quite a lot of money to start it. I have just recently employed, I think I've got 15 team members now. I run another company as well. And I've been able to use this money to then help build resources so that I can help heal more people. So I also own a VA agency and I'm now able to support entrepreneurs with their mission and to help humanity. And I'm not taking a huge pay from that at all. In fact, actually, I'm not taking anything from that at the moment. I'm just letting it build. And I've been able to do that based on the fact that I've got the resources. So the way, the way, the big piece for me is I switched my money beliefs that money is actually resources. And if it's in the hands of the light leaders, then we're going to utilize it as good. And also too, one book that really changed my life and anyone listening, please go and read this book. 
It's called Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. And this man created this book to teach people about the mindset of how millionaires think. Whenever you see a girl driving, you know, let's say a hot blonde chick driving a Lamborghini, if we see her, do we automatically think, hmm, your sugar daddy bought that? Or do we automatically think, oh, yep, this fucking rich bitch? Like, what is the programming that we're projecting out? Because that means it's signaling to us that we can't have that or we're not worthy or we don't deserve that. And actually, when we can switch it to, oh, fuck your girlfriend, like, good on you. Like, I always say to myself, green light. If I see it, I'm like, green light. Natalie, I can have that too. And allowing yourself to shift that paradigm will allow more money, more energy, more frequency to flow into your life. Also too, you know, the old the old saying of like money doesn't grow on trees, like we can't afford this, like um, we can't have this, like these limiting beliefs, we literally have to switch in order for us to receive more money. And I also believe that in the fifth dimension, which I teach about all the time, we are able to fully shift into receiving abundance because they print money every single day. We are worthy of making money and having money and receiving money and then doing whatever we want with it. Whether we want to go and buy a Lamborghini, whether we want to travel around the world, whether we actually just want to buy 10 businesses and help other humans, like whatever your true desires are, they should be met. Because for such a long time, um, I was, you know, in this process of like, oh, I don't want to have too much because I want to be like my peers. Where now I'm like, fuck that. I want to be so fucking rich that I can get a private jet and I can travel around with my little dog and be happy as fuck and encourage other people to do so as well because it's really us again breaking away from the old paradigm of us not being worthy or us not being okay to accept it I think that was a big piece like I did a $250,000 month in June and in sales and it was my biggest month I'd ever ever had and I had if I'm honest with you I had this like part of me that came up that I was like really fucking sad I was like oh my god people aren't gonna like me anymore people aren't gonna love me like what if my family abandoned me I had all these fucking thought random thoughts come into my mind that was so negative hmm. and I actually cried I cried and cried and cried and one of my best girlfriends came over and I was like babe like I have this fear that everyone's gonna abandon me because I'm gonna get rich and she was like oh my god I can't believe this is like your problem right now and I was like well I never thought that I would feel this way. And I'm so grateful. Don't get me wrong. I'm so incredibly grateful that I've been able to create this because I have well and truly worked my ass off to be here. And also too, in the polarity of it, it feels fucking weird because I've never had this. Mm. I've never had this amount of money. I've never had had this amount of worthiness that I've had to, well, I, I attach, this is my own doing, I attached worthiness to money. And um for me to be able to break free from all those limiting beliefs, I had to do a lot of work around money, like a lot. I've been hypnotized a lot. There you go. Wing, wing, wing. Um, I've been hypnotized a lot around money and receiving money. Actually, I reckon I've hypnotized myself around money probably over a hundred times. Yeah. So on YouTube, and this is free resources for everyone, like go onto YouTube, YouTube University, I call it. And you're able to literally type in hypnosis for money, hypnosis for sleeping better, hypnosis for 
whatever it is that you want to. And every single morning when I wake up and I'm a little bit like drowsy or like, just like, I'm just waking up, I put a hypnosis on and I allow myself to go back to like a sleep. So a sleep state, which is actually called a trance. And I allow myself to be hypnotized. And I actually still do that. That's something I'm going to practice because one thing that I do personally is um, there's this page on YouTube called alpha affirmations. So it's like this deep stoic voice repeating affirmations over binaural beats. And usually I like to practice that in the theta brainwave states, usually when I first wake up or before I go to bed. And I find that bring a lot of shifts within my life. I might even go deeper with the hypnosis side of it. Oh my God, this is so cool. Binaural beats. Yes, we should make hypnosis with binaural beats. Boom. <laughs> Actually, I think the hypnosis guy that I'm that I work with, I think that's what he's creating in the background. He's creating an app to do this. Like literally, I'm gonna tell you when it's out. I'm gonna tell you when it's out. Yes, I love hypnosis that. app. That's so good. Fucking cool. Because you know, there's so there's so many apps that have meditations. Um you know, meditation app, this app, that app for meditations, but there's not not really a lot for hypnosis. So he's like, I'm going to create one. And I'm like, you're a genius. He's a genius. I need that. (laughs) I'll let you know when it's out. Talking about your conflict with money as well. And I feel like a lot of people could get a lot of value from you sharing this. Was there any other strategies that you used around overcoming that fear besides self-hypnosis? Maybe things that are actionable for people? Yeah, totally. So the big thing here is writing down a hundred reasons why you are worthy of receiving money. And then thinking about like, thinking about the big picture of like, what are you here to do? What is your big mission on this earth? What are you here to create? For me, I want to go to Africa and I want to get back. I want to hire a stadium with 2000 people to hire a stadium for 2000 people. I know that's going to cost me minimum 50 K. So I know that I'm going to need that there. So tangible steps that I was doing every day was um, saying affirmations out loud and going into the mirror and reprogramming myself. I like to look in my left eye, left eye is the eye of the soul, I always say, and just saying to yourself over and over again, like I'm so worthy to hold $20,000 if that's what it is. I'm so worthy to hold $50,000. I'm so worthy. I'm so incredibly worthy to hold $100,000. Or maybe it is... um, I love money and money loves me. Money flows to me easily and effortlessly. I love the way money feels in my bank account. I love my money growing. I love the way my money grows. I love that money grows for me all the time. Money and me are friends. And another massive process is, sounds a bit woo-woo, but guys, like, come on, listen in deep. This is a fucking good one. So I want you to sit on a chair and I want you to face money. Pretend money is a person and I want you to look at money And I want you to tell money how you think about it. So I was like, money, this is actually how I now see money. Money, I love you. Thank you so much for everything that you do in my life. I'm so grateful that we work so well together and you nourish me. However, in the past, it was like, you're a fucking blah, 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 blah. I can't believe that you're, you're so painful and you come and you go and you're an asshole and all these things, right? So it's like, you have to build a full relationship with money. Then what I would do is go and sit in the seat of money. Take a big deep breath in, allow yourself to feel the frequency of money and then pretend your money and embody money and then talk back to yourself. Okay, Natalie, you're not looking after me well. You haven't been doing this. I've been trying to give you more, but you don't want any. Like 
whatever money then says and just allow your imagination to go wild and just trust the things that come to your mind. What I would then do is sit from one side to the other, like sit in, sit as person you and then sit as money, sit as you and then sit as money. And what you're doing is the intention is to build the relationship of love and unity within you guys. And I always say this to the entrepreneurs that I work with. I want you to do this every six weeks, put it in your calendar. It takes 10 minutes to do every six weeks. What you're doing is you're building the relationship and over time, you will see the change of evolution. You will see the fact that, you know, you started off as hatred or maybe some of you started off with like, you've got a good relationship with money, but it will continue to grow. And this has been awesome. Another massive piece is writing a forgiveness letter to money and forgiveness letter to yourself around money. This is a really big piece of the puzzle. And this is for anyone doing any healing healing work. You know, forgiveness is the most powerful um, frequency and when we can forgive money and we can forgive ourselves we actually come more into harmony harmony we come more into um, alignment alignment is you know the flow of of everything so that's some tangible tools yeah especially about forgiving money too because when you start forgiving you're then able to point out the unconscious beliefs you have around it as well especially when you start writing and uh, like free writing just some conscious beliefs and thoughts are coming up. You're like, oh, I didn't know this, didn't know this, didn't know this. But then you're able to rewire them because you're aware of it. Yeah, absolutely. And also too, you know, doing it without judgment and just allowing all of you to be heard and seen and yeah, without judgment, just letting whatever comes up be whatever is stored there and be okay with that. Earlier on, you talked about going from $500 car and car neat to now making... 250 grand in the month. Could you talk to, because I, I can imagine there would have been an identity shift within that. Could you talk to us about like an identity shift and what the process of that looks like? Yeah, absolutely. So also just to confirm, that was uh, sales, not necessarily cash collected. However, yeah. um, absolutely like the, 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 the ego deaths and the identity deaths that I think I've had this year is four. Um, it has been massive. So even the way I look, people are like, you look so different. And I'm like, I know it's the, it's the energy that I think emanates that is different. And I mean, look, to be honest as well, I've obviously got a little bit more money. So I've had my teeth whitened and I've had hair extensions. I've had more Botox and I've had my skin. Like I've had pieces done to me to make me look better as well. However, I think the big key difference is literally the energy that I now hold and what I think is the underlying current for me is worthiness I feel really really worthy of myself and really sure of myself where my whole life I've been really unsure so the biggest probably identity death that I had to go through was being okay with not being like my friends or not being like the people like my even like my family I had to like break away from the belonging let's say of my family the belonging of my friends and being okay with the fact that I could be alone um which because I'm such an extrovert I actually love human interaction and I fucking love my family and I love my friends so much I didn't want this to be a thing so I also just you know expressed how I felt all the time to everyone like hey 
got an insecurity that's coming up that I'm going to grow and that when you're not going to love me anymore and just know that as I grow, I want you to come with me on my journey. And it's been really beautiful that that, of course, has been a thing. Um, yeah, I've got some amazing friends that are like, it doesn't matter how much money you make, but it was actually me that was creating it, not them. It was me having the insecurities, not them, um, which is really, really, really beautiful. However, it, there there is a completely different mindset shift. And the mindset shift is everything is happening for the greater good. And everything is always happening so that I can live out my truest, authentic life and being okay with being fully different than everyone else Mm. and being also okay with being okay with putting myself first and my business first. So, you know, people would ask me, hey, hey, babe, I've got this. Do you want to come to this weekend? I'm like, I've got clients. I can't. Or I've got a podcast this week. I can't. Or I've got, I'm running an event this weekend. I can't. So I, I got really good at actually prioritizing myself and putting boundaries in place of myself and my business, which in the past, I always had really leaky energy about. I was just always would do everything to please everyone all the time. And I really realized that actually being a really, being a really good business owner also allows me to put my business first. Um, and yeah, I think the biggest identity shift was me knowing that I'm worthy to lead more people and ha- hold the capacity of leading more people. Cause that's a big thing as well. Like having a couple of clients then having like at the moment I've got 70 clients. Um, so I think, I think actually like 68 clients to be exact, but you know, you're, you're holding the capacity of lots and lots and lots of clients, which means, you know, you've got a duty of care to what they're doing and what they're going through and growing through. And so you also have to be in top performance all the time. So what I eat, me meditation, meditating every day, going for a walk or a run every single day, making sure that I ground every single day, making sure that I'm journaling, making sure like I'm, I make sure that me as a being is in like fucking incredible shape so that I can serve humanity better. And that's if you're not filling up your own cup, how are you going to fill up other people's? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was the biggest piece for me. was like, I need to, yeah, I need to do things for me and my business and my mission. And I also think too, like I, I teach this all the time, your mission, and I'm sure you could probably relate to this too. Like your mission, when you fully accept your mission, And you're like, this is what I'm fucking here to do. And I declare it to the universe. This is what I'm here to do. The universe will literally open up doors for you. And it's like, oh, I didn't realize how easy this was going to be. And as soon as you continue to to declare, 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 this is what I'm here to do. This is how I'm going to make it work. Like the universe will just keep helping you based on the fact that this is actually your soul's contract, your soul contract. You came into this earth knowing that you had to do this. So the fact that you're now living out this, the universe wants to be of service to you because you are of service to the universe. So it's that beautiful flow. That's why I don't believe in just coincidences. I feel like everything happens for a reason, especially when you're so aligned with your mission and you know what you're doing and you're on that path. You can see every opportunity when they arise, when you're so focused and you're so dedicated to your mission. That's what I find. Yeah, totally. And, and also too, for me, the more, the deeper I anchor into my mission, the more money I make. The deeper I go into helping the humans that I actually am here to serve, the more money I end up making. It's it's 
I believe is a massive correlation between you creating abundance and you having the flow of the universe to support you and you fully anchoring into your mission. Like there's a huge piece there that's linked. What is your mission? My mission is to raise the earth's consciousness to the fifth dimension. And so I'm a 5D energetics business coach. So I teach all about the fifth dimension. I teach all about breaking out of the matrix and how people can actually ascend and how people can connect to their spirit guys and connect to why they're here on this earth, what the soul contracts are that they have in place. And yeah, I've helped a lot of people come into alignment now with, with the fifth dimension. Hmm. Well, yeah. I'd love to hear more about the fifth dimension and also spirit guides as well. Cause I feel like some of the listeners may be like, what is that? Could you also share with us, please? It's this weird stuff that the skills talk about. <laughs> okay. So, Boys and girls, put your seatbelts on. It's going to get pretty fucking wild. Okay. So the fifth dimension, what we were talking about before is, you know, the matrix. The matrix is heavy. It's dense. It's dark. It's fear-based. It's controlled. The fifth dimension is essentially when we have an ascension process. So I like to see it as there's two roads. Both roads are parallel. One is deep, dark, depressed, fear-based, controlled, and then there's another path, the path to enlightenment, you would say, or the path of divine union or or oneness or love or acceptance or all these beautiful magical things. And when we're on this path, this really is the fifth dimension. We acknowledge our um, imagination. So when we're in, in a guided meditative state, we acknowledge that the guided meditation visualizations that we're seeing is actually true so if you're in a guided meditation you see a dragon well guess what you're seeing a fucking dragon you're welcome if you're in a, in a deep meditative state and you see a spirit or you see a loved one that's passed over guess what you are probably seeing a spirit or a loved one that has actually passed over and this is the correlation like we are spiritual souls having a human experience we're not human beings having a spiritual experience we're literally we've been reincarnated a million times on different planets different star systems we're here to have a soul's evolution and so whether that is you know that our soul chose to come here right now to accept this mission so that we can all help humanity whether that's because you're meant to come here to change a karmic cycle or to create um, yeah, new waves for your soul, like whatever it might be, your soul chose to come here at this time. So yeah, we I believe everyone listening to this right now would be a star seed. If, do you know what a star seed is? Shall I tell everyone what a star seed is? Okay. Yes, please. On. I actually had that in my questions to ask you as well. What is a star seed? <laughs> so I I did my business was called Star Seed Society with the intention of awakening all the star seeds to build a society. And I have re- rebranded now just to Natalie Patterson. Um so star seeds are all beings that come from different star seed races. So essentially, like, what's your nationality, actually? I was going to ask you that before. English. I knew it. Okay, great. So I'm a Kiwi. You're English. So let's say if we were star seeds, I could be at what's called a Palladian or a Syrian. They're just like races of basically aliens. So you're one star star seed race. I'm one star seed race. Yet we both come from Earth, right? So it's kind of like a star seed. There's 24 star seed races, and they're basically um, races of aliens or beings. And essentially, 
Um, our spirit guides, which I'm going to get to in a moment, our spirit guides or our spirit team above are like, okay, Ryan, you have to go down to earth. You were born in, whenever you were born? Oh, when? 97. 1997. You've got to go down to earth, 997. You're going to wake up when you hit 25. You're going to have this podcast. It's going to go wild. You're going to do this, 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 and this. You have to accept this mission. Do you accept it? And you say, yes. You sign a paper and then you're like, all right, I choose that as my mom and that as my dad and I'm going to go down to earth. And you put your little suit on, you go down, bah, you come out of your mom's vagina, right? And then, boom, you're born into life. So this is actually what happens, boys and girls. We have soul contracts before we come into earth, which is amazing. We have all of our beautiful spirit guides. Okay. So some spirit guides have been with us since we were born. Some have been there before we were born. Some are new. So um, we have different spirit guides for different things as well. So you've got a spirit guide for business. You've got a spirit guide that talks to you through your clear um, clear audience, which is talking like, um, sorry, listening to messages through your ears. You've got one that's for clairvoyance skills, which is you looking or seeing intuitively into the different realms. You've got spirit guides that do one for love. You've got one for absolutely everything. So you've got a whole team that are with you all the time. Now, sometimes they consist of ancestors, spirit animals, angels, archangels, beings from different dimensions, so starseed races, and they all collectively work together above you or around you in the fifth dimension or above to literally help you in this lifetime. Now, if you connect to them and you utilize them, God, you can have a good life. So the reason I've been able to get to where I'm at in my business and in my my life is because I literally use them for everything. I quite literally use my spirit guides for everything. Wow, well, that is very wild. I've got so many questions about, about star seeds now because it's all new information to me. And I Yay! may ask some like silly questions, but I'm keen no, to know more about it. No. So one of them would be, what, what do you think happens after life then? Do you feel like we go back up right. to the star seed or what's your perspective? Yeah. So basically what, what happens is, well, this is what I believe to be true. I'm also a medium, so I do see spirits and talk to spirits on the other side. What I believe to be true is that we essentially go back up into the next realm and we basically review our life as a as a story if you will so it's like all right ryan you did these three things that were really 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 good and impactful and you helped humanity or these are the things that you could have done better hey these are the things that were pretty shitty so you're going to get calmer and you're going to have to go back to another lifetime and do this 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 again um and you basically have like a life reviewing And then what happens is you either go into like a spirit school, so your soul continues to evolve in spirit land, let's say, or you come back down to be reincarnated so that your soul can continue on its evolution, or you go back into another starseed race um, to, again, continue the soul's evolution. So we continue to, to continuously evolve and evolve and evolve and evolve and evolve. And so when I learned this, I was like, okay, this makes so much sense. That's why, you know, when you meet someone, you're like, oh my God, you're an old soul. Like how many times have you been told your life, you're an old soul? A lot. Like a lot, right? You're a star seed. So all star seeds are always told, oh, you're an old soul. It's like, yeah, no shit. I've been here fucking hundred times, you know, like oh, I've been to earth before, mate. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And you can even see it in kids, right? Like my little niece, she's not even one years old and she's able to talk and move things. And I'm like, how the yeah, well. fuck can you do this? But I'm like, she's an old soul. Like she knows what's up, you know? Um, and dogs, cats, like they have the same, like they, you know, if they've been here, like they just get it right. And so where was I going with this story? Um, it's like the evolution of star seed. Like I'm very, very interested. Like, is there a final form of star seed? If that makes sense. That's where I was going to. Yes. Good one. Thanks so much. So when I heard this, I was, I was, I keep thinking to myself, but we must die at some point. We must die at some point or transcend or ascend or there must be something else. Anyway, way back in the day, I used to smoke a lot of weed. I used to ponder a lot. And I was pondering and pondering and pondering and pondering for weeks around this thought of like, there must be something more. And this one night, I remember sitting outside and I remember looking up at the stars and being like, we have to go somewhere else. There has to be something more. And then I remember hearing like ascension. And I was like, ascension, what does ascension mean? So I started researching ascension. I started researching enlightenment. And then I was like, oh my God. Then I heard what's called enlightened masters. And I'm like, enlightened masters come from the seventh dimension, not the fifth, the seventh. So they must be fucking really evolved, right? And I'm like, all right, let me look into dimensions. So then I started on this massive rabbit hole of like dimensions and aliens and conspiracies and blah. I'm sure you've been down some rabbit holes as well. Definitely. Of course. And um, then I realized that the ascension has to go somewhere. Enlightened masters must have the secret because when you are in enlightened masters, like proximity, you can ascend. So basically what can happen is your soul ascends into being God. Basically, that is the end of the soul's evolution, I believe. Now, this is only through my experience of researching, talking to spirits, talking to other spiritual people. I don't know this to be true. However, one would have me believe that I've done enough research <laughs> and I've looked at a lot of fucking things back to front, upside down, around and around, Ryan, that I reckon that this is the truth. So, um, yeah, and then I got obsessed, like literally obsessed with enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And I have a very big, deep desire to follow enlightened masters. Um, that are all. There's a couple of them in the world right now. Um, my my favorite person, this is someone to research, is called Muji, M-O-O-J-I. And Muji. he speaks all about enlightenment and he speaks all about how to ascend. And um, it's been, yeah, one of my biggest, my biggest um, hobbies has been researching enlightenment. I'm going to check that out. Muji. Yes, yes. Actually, I'll send you some good stuff. Yeah, it's so amazing. Yes, please. That'd be great. Yeah. Do you believe as well, like as, as star seeds come onto the planet, do you believe like everything that's happened in the past in terms of like past on planet earth and history, has that all happened or is that just a base of what's happened for us to interpret the world in a way to see how our soul is going to evolutionize through it? If that makes sense. Well, this is a very loaded question. I could go a hundred, <laughs> I could go down a couple of different paths here. So firstly, I say this with a lot of love. When we think of Hitler, we we have this like 
fucking dark perception of like fuck him. He he did kill millions of people, right? When I asked that question, sorry, that was that's what was came up in my mind was World War Two in Germany. Like that's why I was getting it. Ah, yeah. I are we telepathic? Yeah. <laughs> Must be. Well, this is the thing, right? Like Hitler did this. His soul chose to come down to Earth to have this evolution, or what we think, right? And really the fifth dimension, if we're looking at it as a bird's eye view, his soul had to do that so that we could then come into harmony because a lot of places did come into harmony afterwards. If we actually, we all talk about the doom and the gloom and we all, we've all gone about the net, like we've, we've really, we've really gone into depth about the doom and gloom and we've really, and, and I mean, it, it was horrible. Like, don't get me wrong. It was absolutely horrendous what happened. And also, if that didn't happen, we wouldn't be here. Like there's, it's almost like there has to have been this, these pieces of the puzzle for us all to have this spiritual awakening that we have had. And this will be a big shift. However, so like his soul chose to play that evolution. What we don't see in history or what we're not taught at school is actually positive things that have happened since then or what are, you know, some incredible things that have also happened in the world. We focus on, like, if you think about the evolution of humanity, we don't ever talk about, oh, how amazing was it when they, when we created this or when this food came out on the market? And we, like, we never talk about the positive stuff. We've only talked about the negative. So in terms of the way we've been brainwashed as a society, yeah, we've been installed fear from such a young age that this is what's happened in history and it's all bad. So then, of course, that's like, oh, yeah, humanity's fucked. We're going to be fucked too. We've got this, like, it, I suppose, perception as um, humanity where really there's actually been so many incredible things that have happened also. And that soul did have to play that so that we could be here. And I think that if we were to look at it from a bird's eye view of the fifth dimension, everything's actually perfectly happening to us for us always. And do you believe that star seeds always come back as human beings or do we go into a different realm of existence? We can go into different realms of existence, um, not necessarily always coming back as human beings. Yeah. Okay. And also touched on before about how we always focus on the negatives, like not even that long ago, war was just a normal thing no one even saw it as a negative but then recently we see war now I'm like we shouldn't be doing that we need to do more good we need to do more love then that also yeah. shows the evolution of us as humans and the big steps that we've made and the big shifts that we've made yeah absolutely and also too you know like this new movement of pride and you know bisexual and being whatever you want like okay, sometimes I think that we've taken it a little bit too far. And also too, I actually love the fact that everyone can just walk around being completely themselves yeah. and not having to hide who they are. And I think we as humanity have come really far. And so for that, I'm really proud. And also too, just how many people are actually open to healing and open to loving one another. And like, how many awesome people do you meet now? And you're just like, Heaps. fuck you get it. Like how good is life? Like how many beautiful souls are in the world? So many. Yeah. And that's the beauty of life. I feel like when you start having the perspective on looking at the good, looking at the positives, then that's all you see and that's all you feel. And that's all you want to push back into the world. And it's like this big loop that just never ending. Yeah. It's just this big love cycle. It's so amazing. Hey, and talking about spirit guides and star seats as well. 
It pushes me towards the question of why do you think people are denying their truth? Oh, this is amazing. Because they're scared and they're scared of their true authentic power of knowing that they actually can step into who they're truly meant to be. And sometimes that's really scary. Like when I was first shown at the start of my journey, when I was like fully scared of talking on stages and I deleted Instagram for six months and I was like completely not this person. I remember seeing a medita- in meditation, I remember seeing a vision of me standing on stages, speaking in front of lots of people. And it literally scared the shit out of me, mm-hmm. like quivering in my pants. Like, I don't want to do this. This is not what I want at all. And now two years into it, I'm like, put me on the biggest stage you've got. Sell me to the audience. You know, like I'm like, fuck yeah, put me on stage. We're, in the past, oh my God, I was so fearful. And actually one of the big things that I've had to come up against is fear of my own success, fear of how how big I'm going to get. Um, and I actually went to a retreat in Bali a few months ago and it was actually about stepping into being an influencer. And the, the big thing we all came up against, like the shadow that was all playing out for all of us is that we're fucking scared of our own power. We're scared of our own truth because when we see the shadow of ourselves it is sometimes really scary and especially too if you've had unsupportive programming like we touched on earlier um when we result back to our unconscious mind again our unconscious mind runs 90 to 95 percent of our programs when we go back to what's actually running unconsciously they cannot be sometimes not be so supportive for you know like you've got a big mission up here and you've got your unconscious mind here, if they're not in alignment or they're not working together, you'll just literally magnetize apart. It's like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. and so, yeah, what I would really inspire people to do is get comfortable with being uncomfortable and totally be okay with getting into the fear of, yeah, what is out there. And that is the truth of who you are. And, yeah, again, accepting your mission and accepting why you're here and what you're actually here to do, that's the big piece. Yeah, and I feel like seeking those challenges that do grow you is important as well. Like public speaking, I feel like I, I believe it's the most feared thing in the world is public speaking. Yes. But yeah. you can do it. It's just facing it, practicing it, and then doing it as well. Mm, yeah, and just, again, like I hypnotize myself to get, get to be confident on stage. And it's also like it's the fear of judgment, right? It's the fear of fucking up it's the fear of not being good enough like whatever the the limiting beliefs are or the emotions that are holding you in place and that and that version of you in place and it's kind of like i have this example with where we, we grid we grid places or we grid things so let, let's pretend right now you can visualize or imagine that there's grids like blue grids all around you right these grids are held in place by our emotions that they're held in place by our limiting beliefs. They're held in place by our, our past. And so when we shift into a new identity, we're opening that grid. We're shifting a timeline and we're then, we're then locked into another set of beliefs. So for your soul to continuously evolve, it's almost like you've got to consistently break through these grids so that your limiting beliefs become less and less. And then two, you will realize, like we were saying before about the resources, like we've got more and more and more resources, the higher the level we get, let's say, um, 
you've just got to realize how you can move through the limiting beliefs that come up or, you know, for me, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily in a lot of fear anymore. I used to be in a lot of fear and a lot of pain. That's kind of like how I grew my business at the start. And I totally recognize that when now I'm moving to more, more towards like pleasure. Like what do I want to achieve? How, how does this feel for me? Opposed to what being like, I'm in this negative state. It's like, okay, cool. What do I want to create from love and joy and passion? Um, so yeah. <laughs> and beliefs is a big one as well. Like I always say to people, like if you have a belief come up, you should question it and be like, is this a belief that I formed from my own experiences in life? Or is this a belief that got implanted on me from someone else's experience they had? They put that within my own mind and that seed grew. It's really questioning the beliefs that you have. And it's just for like, did I experience something that made me believe this? Or is this someone else's belief? Yeah. Truly understanding that. Oh my God, I love that. That's such a cool, cool statement. Yes. Yeah, because a lot of the limiting beliefs that we do have are most likely programmed on us from when we're young and then we just take them on for life. So I love how you touch on beliefs there. Yeah, and, and I think that's how we grow and do everything is through our belief systems, right? Whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, either way you're right. And I'd be saying so beliefs create our identity at the end of the day. Yeah, totally. Very intrigued. Like how did all this begin? Like being the medium, hypnosis, like what – have you experienced in life for this to open your mind or was this something you've had since birth? Like what has this been like for you, this whole journey? Good question. So um, when I was younger, my beautiful auntie died in a sudden car accident when I was 17 and we were really, really close. She said to me, she'd always say to me, oh, I've seen a psychic, I've seen the psychic and I've seen that psychic. And I was like, what is a psychic? And she'd always tell me these stories and I'd be like, this is fucking fascinating fast forward uh sorry same year my grandfather also died of cancer and then my dad got cancer all in a space of about six months and it literally like man I lost it so suppressed my emotions and then I ended up finding drugs and then I ended up being an ice addict for a number of years and completely destroying myself um then I got really anxious and really depressed and I literally started going crazy um, and then I ended up getting fired from a job. Um, and then I ended up starting, oh, got it, got into another job, then, um, ended up starting a lash business. And during this last business, business, I ended up being really, really depressed and anxious again. And I remember trying to see these psychics all the time, trying to connect to my auntie, trying to connect to what the fuck I'm meant to do on this earth. And I was about 22. And I'm 29 now and I was 22 and I remember one of my lash clients came to me and she said, Nat, have you ever meditated before? And I was like, no, what the fuck? Like I've got ADHD, man. There's no way I'm going to meditate. Are you crazy? And she was like, sit with me. Like you literally, you need to quieten your mind. You need to breathe deeply. This has helped heal me. And I looked up to this lady so much and I was so inspired by her that I started using uh, an app called Headspace. So I started meditating for 10 minutes a night and I became really intrigued on wanting to talk to my auntie. And so I went onto YouTube and I typed in like guided meditation and it was like guided meditation for spiritual awakening. And I was like, oh my God, what is a spiritual awakening? And it was the same time that one of my other clients came to me and said, have you ever read the book called The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein? And I was like, no. 
Now, it wasn't necessarily the book that changed my life. It was the fact that I was willing to do whatever it took at that time. And so what Gabrielle Bernstein also taught was about spirit guides and angels. And I was like, oh my God. So I, sure enough, went on this quest on, on YouTube, because this was way before podcasts were everything. I definitely didn't have Spotify. And um, I was like, wow, researching YouTube, what are spirit guides? What are angels? Can I talk to them? I know that, you know, psychics can, so can I do this? And I remember when I was 17, I saw a psychic and she said to me, you are psychic. By the time you're 32, you're going to own this massive spiritual business. And I was like, you are crazy. But I remember, like you were saying before about the planting of the seed, it was like she planted a seed in me. And eventually that little plant, oh, that little seed just grew and grew and grew. And I obviously gave it some water and gave it some sunlight and it just popped its head a little through. And then yeah, when I was about 22, 23, I started meditating all the time. I started connecting, trying to connect to my spirit guides. And then at about 25, so I was meditating hardcore. About at about 25, I started to speak to spirit guides. I started to be able to, to, to feel and channel energy. And I was like, oh my God, I could really do something with this. This is so cool. So during COVID, I started meditating a lot and my spirit guides, I was in Melbourne in a hardcore lockdown and my spirit guide said, you've got to move to Queensland. So sure enough, I got on the next flight. I got into a hotel quarantine for two weeks and I meditated my little ass off in quarantine, of course. And um, it was then that I realized that my spirit guides have a plan for me. And it was then that I was like, maybe I have a big mission here on this earth. I still had no idea what my mission was or what I was doing. I had a lash business in Melbourne. So Anyway, I stayed up in Queensland for a few months. I lived with some vegans and they taught me more about enlightenment and we had the most magical time and they taught, taught me more about conspiracies. It was just wild, wild spiritual camp, I call it. Mm. And um, sure enough, I ended up going back down to Melbourne. My spirit guides were like, sell everything. So I sold my car, my furniture, uh, my business, and I totally trusted and surrendered to the universe. I came back up to Queensland I slept on these guys' couch for about four months because I couldn't find a house. Um, I met those guys like partying in Sarah Croatia a few years beforehand, like just so beautiful that they let me live on there. I literally lived on their floor, actually, on a mattress on the floor for a few months. Then I said to my spirit guys one day, you've told me to come here. I need you to find me a house. This is back when like the housing crisis was hardcore, man. It was, I was going to house inspections and there were literally like 50 people lining up and people were paying 10, 10 months up front or a year up front. And I didn't have the money for that. And I was like, what the hell? And so sure enough, I said to my spirit guides, you told me that I was going to be here. So I want to find the house. I said, please show me what house it's going to be. If it's my house, I know it'll have a blue turtle, right? I said, I'll have a blue turtle. So sure enough, went to all these different inspections, 50 people, hundred people, all these people at the house. I'm like, I'm never going to need a house. Then I was like, no spirit guides, come on, pull through. I ended up going to an inspection. There was no one else there. It was only me. This chick was from New Zealand. So we were besties straight away. She had eyelashes. I was like, Hey babe, I'm an eyelash tech. We get your eyelashes done. We So we were friends, right? And then I go inside and I'm looking through the house and in my ear starts to ring and I breathe deeply and I'm like, what's the message? The message comes through, go to the front of the house and open the blind. So sure enough, I walked to the front of the house, I open the blind and there it is, a blue turtle artwork in the window. And I'm like, oh 
my God, this is my house. So I start crying and the girl's like, are you okay? And I'm like, this is my house. And she's like, oh my God, this girl's crazy. And, uh, but, but I knew that this was my house. And so I then moved up here with, uh, sorry, I then moved into the house and my best friend from Melbourne at the time, she moved in with me and her and I were in this, this relationship, basically, we were so codependent. We were best friends. We did absolutely everything together, but it was starting to get quite toxic. And I gave her a lot of my power. I loved her so much that I was always worried about what she was thinking. And I was always worried about like what we were doing together. And anyway, we ended up breaking up as friends and it was the biggest, one of the biggest um, identity deaths I've ever had. We were best friends for years. Like we did everything together. All of our friends were connected. We did Christmases together. Like we were fucking basically together. And when we broke up, I was like, oh my God, I'm having this massive identity death. The following day I woke up and I sat in meditation and I quite literally had all my gifts come online. I started being able to see spirits. I started being able to connect to light language. I started being able to connect to beings from different dimensions. I started to be able to fully like feel people's energies. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so psychic. And it was almost as if I had given her lots of power. So I couldn't actually have my own power. And it was like, I had all this power and I had done, look, I had compressed and done a lot of work to get to there. Like I'd been meditating for years. I had started to unravel the layers of trauma. I had started to eat vegan food, which really cleaned up my diet. I was drinking filtered water. Like I was grounding every day. So I was compacting and compiling all of this, let's say good work that then this, it was just like that one click that came out of place. And then that was it. I was psychic and I had all my abilities come online. That was probably almost three years ago now. Yeah. Well, three years ago. So, and then ever since then, I've been this human, this wild spiritual guru, you would say. <laughs> you said one of the most greatest things I've heard, and it sounds so simple, but it's so deep as well. You say, give others your power, you take away your own power. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's very it's, true. It's so true. And we don't even realize it. Like really silly things, like when we would leave the house, I'd be like, do you like my outfit? She didn't say, if she didn't like my outfit, I would go and change it. Yeah. Or when we would go out together, I'd post a photo. And if she didn't like it, I wouldn't post it. Like I was like, she fully, and this was my own fault. I gave her my power and it was the silliest little things, but all of them compounded to being a big thing. Um, Yeah, it was, it was wild when I think back to, and and look, I was fully codependent. Um, You know, we trauma bonded, we became fully codependent on one another and yeah, it was. I'm, I miss her and I love her dearly. And it was also the perfect piece of my puzzle for me to be who I am. And so for that, I'm so incredibly grateful for her because she taught me so much about myself. Especially from 22 to the age of 29. Within the seven-year period, people overestimate what they can do in the short term, but they underestimate what they can do in the long term. Like within seven years to be able to get to the position you're in now compared to where you were at 22 is profound and inspiring. So I just want to say props to you for sticking along this journey over the years and being the great example of what you can become if you stick to your own mission and path and purpose. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that. I honestly, I say this to anyone and everyone. 
even if you don't like meditation, just start 10 minutes a day. It will change your life. If you compound 10 minutes of meditation a day for the rest of your life, you may be able to heal the tumors or the cancers or the illnesses that you may have later in life. You may be able to totally nip that in the butt now. If we all started meditating as well, your frequency will raise, your vibration will raise. You will have a better life naturally. So I encourage everyone to meditate. Like meditation is something that's definitely changed my life. Breath work and meditation, I do it daily. But yeah, like I want to say this to the people listening because you may have been the same mind frame I was in if you haven't tried meditation or breath work. Like before I started doing both of them, I used to always think I'm not sitting around in a circle and breathing with people. Like I'm like, I'm not the type of person that can sit down and meditate. That's not me. I started doing it and my whole life changed dramatically. And it was the best thing I ever came across. It was amazing. Well done. Yeah. Props to you too. It's amazing. Hey, and look at the start, I fucking hated meditation. I was like, there's no way I'm going to sit here. Like, and I tried it off and on for probably like two months and I was like, nah, I hate it. And then my, my friend would be like, nah, you've got to meditate. Just stick it out. And then, you know, that intuitive intuition, which I didn't even know was intuition at the time. I had no idea about this sort of stuff. I had no idea about crystals or or oracle cards or anything like that. We're now, like seven years later, we're all so evolved. Instagram, TikTok, all this sort of stuff. Like years ago, I didn't even know anyone that had a tarot card deck. Like now every second girl has tarot cards, right? We're, and every second girl has crystals. Where back then, no one did. It wasn't. There were, it's like there's a movement that's created, which is so amazing where this wasn't the case when I first started. So literally when I first started going through these spiritual experiences as well, Ryan, I literally thought I was going crazy. Yeah. Like when I first started seeing dragons, I was like, I'm fucking losing it. Like I am losing it. And sure enough, now I realize it's actually really normal. Mm. It's just normal. We all see dragons. It's part of life. (laughs) life. No worries. That's why I also say like, you imagine how cool the next generation is going to come in. They're going to be flying dragons soon you know not just seeing it in the in the fifth dimension they're gonna be fucking doing it which would be so cool exactly be like khaleesi from game of thrones <laughs> oh my god how cool was game of thrones oh it was great i've got so great i've got a um final question for you because right. i'd like to know about your day-to-day life like in your day-to-day how do you connect to higher self like what's the practices that you like to take daily Okay, great. So every single morning when I wake up, I go to the toilet first, then I sit back into bed and I meditate for 20 minutes in silence. So I just say thank you over and over and over again, like a mantra in my head. So I just say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And normally I also count my breaths in as well. So I normally count for eight seconds in, eight seconds out when I'm while I'm saying thank you. And then <clears throat> what I do is I go for a walk barefoot to the beach with my little dog and me and him walk um, probably about a 45 minute to an hour walk. Then I come home. Sometimes I will stretch and do some yoga. Um, Other times I literally will get straight into work. Um, Quite often, yeah, I'll come home, make a smoothie, have a shower, that sort of thing, get ready for my day or some like depends what, what kind of day I've got. Um, at the moment I've been very busy for the last couple of months. I've been in like full hustle, which I'm starting to come out of now based on the fact that I've just pivoted my business a bit differently. I've employed some people and things are moving really, really, really well. So I've got some more spaciousness, which is really cool. Um, and then 
yeah, basically I then start my day, do client calls, whether I'm on calls with clients or whether I'm working in my business, creating content or getting back to emails or whatever, whatever it might be. Then I, at night, I always do what's called a voice note dump. So I used to journal. However, I find that I actually will get lazy and then just won't be fucked to journal if I'm honest. So what I've been doing is just in my notes, I just literally, uh, sorry, in my voice notes, I just literally say say everything out loud. I always ask myself, what is the unfelt emotion of today? So I'll be like, okay, the unfelt emotion for today is blah, 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 blah. And I just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Sometimes it's a two-minute voice note. Sometimes it's a 10-minute one. And then I literally delete it and then I go to bed. I do pray, pray as well. Um, but I normally just like pray while I'm walking around the, the house like, thank you, Spirit Guides, for this incredible life that I have. I love it so much. I'm so grateful. Um, I've anchored every single time I get into my car. I do gratitudes out loud for about 10 minutes. So everything that I'm grateful for. I'm so grateful for my incredible life that I've created. I'm so grateful for my business. I'm so grateful for money. I'm so grateful for my dog. I'm so grateful for my parents. I'm so grateful, 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 grateful. Um, Another thing that I do once a week is I actually pay to go and get a breath work. Um, I have a breath work facilitator that I see every week. Um, and she actually just bought a cold, what's it called? An ice bath. Yeah. And cold I'm plunge. Honest with you, I fully want to resist that. I hate them with a passion. And I also know <laughs> what you resist will persist. You know, you've, you've got to move through, through that. So as of this Friday, I'm going to be cold plunging. Which is sun, happy days. And it will be amazing, right? I'm sure I'm going to get some awesome things from it. My nervous system will be able to expand all these beautiful things. Um, what else do I do? The other main things like day to day that I do Saturdays and Sundays I have off um, so that I can have spaciousness. And like I mentioned to you earlier, I did just have four days off, total break of social media. So I deleted all my apps on the Thursday night before I went to bed. Um, I told my family, my friends, I put it on social media that no one can contact me for four days. However, I did actually leave my phone on just in case like my mom and dad needed me or something like that. Um, and in those four days, I quite literally, I, I picked up my phone on the Sunday actually, cause I was like, it's father's day. So I text my dad and I was like, Hey dad, I love you. Um, but otherwise I was completely off my phone. So no, no technology at all either. So it was really beautiful. I read a book, I went within, I journaled. And so now I'm going to put that into my diary every eight weeks. I'm going to do four days, completely break off everything just to fully reset my nervous system. And also I gained so much clarity and I gained so much wisdom about my business of how to take it to the next step. I channeled through a new program. Um, I, yeah, woke up, well, woke up this morning and employed three people because I was like, right, I need head coaches in my business. Spirit's telling me. So bless you. Thank you. Um, I was really grateful for the time off because, yeah, it gave me spaciousness to re rejig and realize what I need to do in my mission. I'm getting to hear how your ice bath goes as well. One of the best things I did was buy one for my house. And it's, uh, yeah, it's oh. completely changed my whole nervous system. The thing I found with myself now is like, I wasn't a reactive person before I got it because I love mindfulness. But now it's very much just calm my nervous system completely. So when something is meant to be stressful, it's not because my nervous system is like mainly consistently regulated. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. You're inspiring me. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. And there's also like one of my mentors, he said like, you need to start doing this every single week so that you can hold the capacity of more clients, hold the capacity of more things. So 
I'm excited. Mm, most definitely. And the, th- the thing I can recommend the most is just practice breathing in the. Yeah. You'll yeah. be good. Yeah. I've done a, I've done a few of them and each time I'm like, and also too, it's like anything, you know, when I first started meditating, I didn't like it. I always say this, you don't like things that you're not good at. Yeah. So when you get good at it, you're going to like it more. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to love it. Yeah. That's in the uncomfort zones where you grow to. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, if people want to reach out to you or work with you, where's the best place for them to go to? Right. Thank you so much. So, um, at Natalie Patterson, Patterson's with one T coaching on Instagram, um, on TikTok, on Facebook, also to, um, yeah, check me out there. Woo. Awesome. Well, I'll link all in the bio anyway. So if you're listening, just jump in the bio of this episode, click on the links, check out Natalie and their work. But I just want to say thank you for jumping on. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate you. No worries at all. Have a good one. You too. Bye.